Hey there, welcome to Extra Healthy-ish, the big sister podcast to Healthy-ish. Both podcasts are from body and soul, but this one in particular, we've designed to give you that little bit extra in your day for your mind, body and, yes, you guessed it, a soul. My guest today is geneticist and nutritionist, Dr. Denise Furness, who joins me from Queensland via Zoom, and we are talking about allergies. Well, you see, hay fever, it affects around 20% of Australians. Are you one of them? So I thought we better get someone on to talk not just about, well, pollen and seasonal allergies, but also touch on others that might be around us in our environment, like mould or dust mites. So Denise is going to answer all the questions you have about allergies. Denise, thank you for coming on Extra Healthy-ish. How have your, well, how's your morning been today? Very good. Thank you, Felicity. Now, I have to ask you, how do you stay extra healthy-ish in your life? Oh, what a big question. Well, of course, I'm going to say that I eat well, considering that, you know, I work in this space of, you know, nutrition. Um, But I would definitely say that I'm not obsessed with food. Being there, done that in my 20s and 30s. Uh, It's about having a healthy relationship with food. So eating well most of the time, but not beginning to obsessed if you do have something that is so-called not good for you. Um, Connecting with people and, you know, finding your passion, working in an area that I love keeps me going, Um, you know, being active and trying to live a so-called sort of healthy lifestyle. But as I said, I want to make it really clear to everyone, it's not about being perfect because that just causes you stress and we are all way too stressed. So relaxing and having a good diet most of the time. I hope that answers the question. Absolutely. I mean, you just summed it up. You are living a healthy-ish life, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That ties right in with the topic. (laughs) Perfect. With the title. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about allergies. Can you talk us through some of the most common types of allergies that affect us in Australia? Mm, So, yeah, allergies and sensitivities are definitely increasing in Australia and other countries around the world. So there's obviously seasonal allergies like hay fever, but also even food allergies, thinking about, you know, nut allergies and things like that. So um, when we talk about seasonal allergies, there does seem to be an increase in that. And that can be due to not necessarily changes in the environment, but changes within us that could be affecting our immune system, like changes in our gut health or people not getting enough sleep or being you know, chronically stressed that then directly influences how well our immune system works. What about mould? Have we seen an increase in mould allergies in Australia, particularly on the East Coast where we've been hammered by wet weather? Oh, yes. And I suffered that myself. Um, So for a few months there, I was really, really struggling. Um, We're not totally recovered, but everything's covered in black plastic. So the exposure is gone. But mold is, you know, you have the same immune response like you would to a seasonal allergy or something like that, too. And that you know, breathing issues, runny nose, rashes, but I think mould is a very big issue and particularly this year where there has been so much water damage and the floods, um, it's a really, really big problem. Just back to the causes, I mean, it's interesting, you know, personal question, I do suffer from um, seasonal allergies and I find if I travel to Melbourne, I am like, it's dire for me. I am, My nose is running, my eyes are watering, whereas when in Sydney, I'm not so bad. You're a geneticist. Is it more a genetic thing or environmental or how do these different factors come into play? So it's really a combination of the two. There is a genetic 
component and some of us are born with certain genes that like we inherit them from our parents and that makes us more susceptible so some of us will be more susceptible more likely to have sensitivities and allergies but it's definitely that interaction with the environment we need the exposure so for example if we were we were to talk about you know even like a gluten allergy like celiac you need to have a particular gene in the human leukocyte antigen you know you won't get that severity that um, you know, sensitivity to gluten unless you have that gene. So there's often a genetic and environmental cause. And then there's something else as well. It's not about the gene and just being exposed to pollen or the gene and just being exposed to a certain food. There are other things going on in the body that means the immune system isn't working properly. And that brings us to some of the things I touched on before, gut health, sleep. Maybe you're exposed to you know, lots of different chemicals and the body's overloaded or you've got nutrient deficiencies that are key to support your immune system. Can you talk us a bit more Talk to us a bit more about the immune system and the way it kind of responds to this overload of pollen, for example, or whatever you know the allergy is or the exposure is, and how it works within our gut and and the role that this plays mm. together. So your immune system is like a surveillance system. You know, it's going around the body. Is there something here that could harm us? If so, I'm going to you know get the army to come in and, and attack. And when we talk about you know the seasonal allergy component. You know, the, the immune system recognises something and then it releases certain chemicals um, in that histamine. Lots of people probably take antihistamines, but histamine, and that causes a lot of those sort of, you know, red rashes, the runny nose, things like that, because the body's trying to get something out. It's trying to remove something that it thinks is harmful. The link with the gut is more in, in the regulation of our immune system and also being able to identify what is, you know, harmful, what's self, what's non-self. If you think about autoimmune diseases, you know, some people start to actually attack their own tissues. So the gut is integral in that component because 70% of the immune system is housed within the gut. There's tissue there that's involved in the immune system, but also we have the microbiome. So we have all these microbes that basically directly talk with our immune system. So if someone's got digestive health issues, um, you know, whether that's IBS or, you know, even bowel issues. If you're constipated, you know, a lot of people sort of have these food sensitivities or they might have a bit of bloating or they're constipated. If you're constipated, you're actually not getting rid of the waste problem. When we talked about chemical exposures, if you can't get rid of your daily waste, things can get recirculated in the body and all of a sudden you've got a high load of, when I sort of say chemicals and toxins, it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad man-made toxins, just waste products in the body. And you will start to become more sensitive because the body's reacting. It's like, hey, there's something in here that isn't good for me. And that can kind of overload the system and trigger your immune system. So fiber is the key. We'll get to that in a bit. What about, I suppose with allergies, most of us have a hunch that we're allergic to something, something, you know, mold. I know a lot of my friends have been saying to me, I think I'm allergic to the mold in my house or how do we actually figure out the exact cause? Mm. The main thing to do is to try to identify, you know, what it, what it is, which is exactly what you're asking me. But you mentioned when you're in Melbourne, it's worse than when you're in Sydney. So there's something in Melbourne. With the mould, for me, the one, one way I knew that it was the mould is I was worse in my house than when I was outside the house. So if you're in your house and your allergies and symptoms are worse, there's something in your house. Is it dust? Is it mould? Have you got a pet? 
You know, if you're outside the house and it's worse and when you're inside the house, it's better, maybe it is a pollen or something like that. So actually start, you know, being mindful, conscious of what you're exposed to, but also the foods. Foods can trigger things as well and writing things down, taking things out of your diet, uh, you know, trying to remove trigger things like alcohol, even coffee sometimes. I know that's hard for oh, people. I don't want to hear that. Too, Thank can you. Be. <laughs> Uh, you know, trying to remove things that might be a trigger and then putting things back in and seeing how your body responds. We'll be back after this short break with more from Denise. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Are there any other foods that do exacerbate allergy symptoms? Mm, we're all different, um, but getting rid of, you know, trigger foods. So finding exactly what I just mentioned, finding the trigger foods, but there are some main ones, you know, dairy is a big one. You know, milk can be a big issue, dairy, dairy in children. Nuts seems to be just becoming, you know, really big issue. When I lived in Melbourne, we couldn't even take nuts in the kids, you know, to childcare or to schools, a little bit different in Queensland. No, we can't do that so in less, Sydney either. Less, Mm. Yeah. Yeah. In Melbourne, you, you know, and I actually forgot because I had friends up from Melbourne recently and they were surprised that, you know, my son could have, you know, peanut butter at, in a school sandwich. They're like, oh my God. So maybe in Queensland with more vitamin D, which affects the immune system, less allergies. Oh, I'm not sure. Intriguing. Um, yeah. But thinking about, you know, those kind of foods, but also, not just foods that trigger the immune system, but thinking about foods that actually support gut health and the immune system, putting lots of good stuff in. So fiber, because I mentioned before about constipation, which is not just about getting those bowels, the bowels moving, fiber actually feeds the gut bugs, the microbiome. So two and three Aussies are you know, low in fiber, aren't actually getting enough fiber according to the dietary guidelines. And this can affect your microbiome, therefore your gut, therefore your immune system. So getting tons of fiber in can help your gut and then possibly, um, you know, start to balance your immune system a little more. So it is a bit of trial and error thinking about, okay, what's in my home? What can I eradicate? Can you actually go, I do want to talk more about the diet for gut health, but can you actually go and have a test to determine which, what you're allergic to? You can definitely test. And I'm glad you said that because testing is really important. I actually do lots of testing with my patients. But even though we have lots of testing available, I still think it's absolutely key for people to try to understand their behaviour, their diet, their exposures. Because even if we go and do allergy testing, and let's say it's a true food allergy, well, you're going to have to, you know, let's say it's a nut allergy, will you be removing that nut for the rest of your life. But if it's a seasonal allergy like pollen, okay, you might work out what it may be, or even you're a bit more sensitive to mold. So in my case, my husband and my kids weren't reacting to the mold, only me. Oh, how interesting. So it's like, what's wrong? Yeah, I do have a genetic um, component to that. Like I have I had autoimmune conditions in the past too. So I, my, my immune system does have a bit of an exacerbated response and I'm more prone to 
um, autoimmune type things like allergies. But I need to think about, well, why? What's going on? You know, is it the lack of sleep? And at the time, there was a lot of stress, you know, with the floods and my business and doing things. So trying to address the other areas, because even if you do some testing or you work out what it is, you still want to go, well, why am I more sensitive? Because I really shouldn't be reacting like that to some pollen that someone else can breathe in and, and not react to. So the body's out of balance. And as I said, it could be it's often linked with digestive issues and gut health, but also, you know, the stress, the sleep, the nutrients, and trying to address all those areas can build the body up so that you've got a strong immune system and you don't have these unusual or overly reactive responses. And I think actually interesting, my um, one of my sons was a, like, terrible sleeper and we actually went and got him tested when he got his adenoids out and he had high dust mite allergies and I think it just helped us navigate you know the washing of the sheets constantly and and but also we did look at his gut health can you just quickly talk us through the best diet to consume if we do want to give our gut health an overhaul yeah and I am going to talk about that, but just tying in with the dust allergy. So I too was really suffering during the floods, but we did multiple things for me to be able to sleep in my house and not feel like I was, you know, itchy throat and runny nose. And I was really struggling to sleep actually. Um, So we actually had our air conditioner cleaned as well. And there was a lot of dust. We didn't have any mold, thankfully, in that, but dust. So again, thinking about all of these multiple triggers um, and things you can do, whether that's cleaning the sheets more, getting your air conditioned clean, you know, all these factors so that your body has got the best chance of, you know, getting back in balance. But food is critical as well. Literally the food you put in your body, you are causing chemical reactions and things to break down. And we definitely want to have plenty of fiber, as I said, because that helps the gut. And, you know, 70% of the immune system is in the gut. We want the gut to be happy and then our immune system is more likely to be happy. So, you know, high fiber cereals, you know, good quality bread. If you can tolerate bread, you know, not the white, highly processed bread, the bread that's whole grain, you know, the cereal that's not full of sugar, you know, something like I said, you know, all bran. And even if you don't want to just have cereal, um, one of my kids likes cereal, one doesn't, he wants toast all the time, you know, even make little banana bread or muffins and you can add a little bit of all bran or a bit of banana flour that's got extra resistant starch. That's a I hide chia seeds in my kids' cereal. I just add them and I yes. call them magic sprinkles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they don't even yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, chia, whole grains, as I said, I'm using a little bit of banana flour, which is full of resistant starch, which is basically tons of fiber. So just thinking about lots of fiber um, is really important. And then also plant foods, you know, whether it's not just the whole grains, but legumes, lentils, chickpeas, if the kids will eat those as well. Um, And veggies, sweet potatoes, a really good one, lots of fiber in that kiwi fruit, just real food. Yeah, absolutely. Now, just quickly before we go, can you cure allergies for, for good? So if it's an allergy, like a true allergy to a food, you know, you're probably going to have that for the rest of your life. But if it's the seasonal allergies, like the hay fever, you can definitely recover. And I can speak personally from there are stages in my life I've been very reactive but also working with my patients as well. As I said, there's sometimes multiple things you need to address and look at 
but definitely possible, that is for sure. Denise, thank you for filling me with hope and coming on Extra Healthy-ish. <laughs> no worries. It was great to chat with you and good luck getting over your allergies. Well, I hope if you are one of those 20% of Australians who suffer from allergies that Denise has given you hope that in fact you can get rid of, overcome, dull down those seasonal allergies as well as other allergies really. It's just a matter of ticking off the list of things that it may or may not be. If you want more from us, remember Extra Healthy-ish this podcast. We publish a new episode every morning, Monday to Thursday. Jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au if you would like more info. You can also join the conversation via Body and Soul on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to this chat and if you have a moment, we would love it if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until next time you listen, well, good luck with those allergies. You know what to do now and stay extra healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.